This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Boom Rookies. I'm Matt Bungard, and alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Hey, good, everybody. Are you feeling any better? Oh, well, uh, I am. I've really improved the last two days, but you saw, mate, still on the weekend, I was struggling, mate. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit better, though. I can talk now. Not as dizzy. No, I still good. get dizzy every now and then, but yeah, I really improved yesterday. Thank you. It was like two weeks of bloody flu, mate. Just ridiculous. Yeah. Awful, mate. Yeah, you. I mean, it, you have to be pretty sick to leave a footy game while it's still going on, unless you're my grandfather. So yeah, that's it. Yeah, um, that was half. Yeah, I had to go, mate. I couldn't miss the stadium yeah. opening, but yeah, only lasted a half time on the weekend. Mm. All right, but we'll get to that game in a minute. First of all, Parramatta twenty-two, Melbourne fourteen. Um, yeah, I, I think if Parramatta don't play South in the grand final, they could go all the way. You know, the funny thing, Bungard is. We laughed at our preseason predictions all year of like how far off we were on lots of teams. Mm. But come the final round, we're, we're pretty close. <laughs> to like, yeah, bar, I think both of us had Cowboys. <laughs> I think both of us had six or seven of the eight. I think I had mo- six because I didn't have Canberra or the Cowboys. I had Manly and uh, maybe I did have seven then. No, I, no, have, I, think, I think I had Canberra like ninth or tenth. Maybe I think I had you guys eighth, maybe. I don't know. No, you had remember. the ninth. You had us out of the eighth. Oh, maybe I had the ninth eighth. Yeah, I, got, I think so, I got six right. But yeah. I'm saying, yeah, the ones obviously the difference I have is we both got the same amount right. I just had the Raiders in and the Sharks out. Yeah. And you we know, both missed on the Cowboys. No one's like, we did, which is funny. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then like Broncos, I had in, but mm. obviously well, that's changed geez. now. You know, one of them yeah. is going to be right there. But it's just what I'm saying is that also in preseason, we thought the Eels would be awesome. You know, we were in our grand final. They kind of floundered through lots of the year, had showpiece wins throughout the season. But it really, like, that. Broncos Eels game was like a season defining game for both sides. It feels like that was a kick up the ass for Parramatta to take every game seriously from then mm. because they're in a bit of like they seem to struggle after being so good last year. They seem to struggle this year outside of like the big games really turning up every week. Yeah. Like that game seemed to be kicking the ass. Obviously, they still got smashed by South without Mitch Moses, but every other game they've been really good. And this game again, I know the Storm did lose Jerome Hughes and that does count, obviously, but. They had a job to do. They got it done. They were pretty comfortable. The Nofaluma and Nick Meany tries both came late. Pretty comfortable for the whole 80. And somehow we've come away from, you know, a few weeks ago being one of the teams that, you know, could potentially have missed the eight in that battle to finishing in the top four, knocking Storm to their worst finish in like a decade. Yep. And um, they get to now go to Pat Penrith where they've been pretty good. And if they don't, you know, if they don't win that game, they've also found themselves in the path I'd rather be in after that. You know, they're um, I think so. hosting and yeah, like they'll be hosting the Storm or the Raiders essentially after that. So if they lose. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, yeah, it's a, a really spot. impressive win by them. And yeah, it's just kind of, like, even if, they, like I've had Paramount fans say to me, they're pretty much just like, yeah, like they look at South like I look at the Melbourne Storm. <laughs> yeah. They're basically just like, as long as we don't have to play South, we can win the cop. Yeah, and I feel the same way about Melbourne. Fun, yeah. So one of those funny hoodoos, isn't it? Because like everyone else yeah. is pretty much looking at the Storm and Penrith. Yeah. <laughs> and you got that. And and to be fair, the Storm are looking like the Raiders for fuck's sake, and the Raiders are stuck yeah. in. But yeah, you guys, that's what the Eels look at. But that like there was Clint Gutherson's form's really improved since that Dragons game. He had a really shocking season to that point. Sevo's been huge since he's been back. Um they got we've said it before, they got that forward blend right now with Madison off the bench, playing a bit less, but having higher impact and the former Blaine and Papali, he's been huge. RCG and uh, Barlow have been really good. Like they, 
the scoreboard definitely flattered the storm in this game. Oh, absolutely. It felt, like, it felt like I thought Harry Grant had a pretty good game. And <laughs> I mean, if, 10 if, months of outside those two, it was like, if, if Munster had kicked up. that goal and like they'd suddenly had a minute to like tie the game, it would have been like, what, how the fuck did this happen? <laughs> like, what, yeah. what's happened here? Because, yeah, yeah uh, they just weren't in this gap contest at all, in my opinion. Um, yeah. And in preseason, we never thought this, but people were, were you know, calling the storm dead in the future because of all the, the forwards mm. they've lost. And they still have an answer, a, a question to answer who they're replacing those guys with. Yeah. But how bad has Jesse Bromwich been in the back end of this yeah. year? Yeah. And, and, and it's we we hated that signing for the Dolphins at the time, and it's not looking great. But yeah, it, it's weird. I mean, we've never been storm doomsday sayers, but if Cam Munster goes to the Dolphins, like it could actually be the, for the first time in a while they are like a mid tape, which isn't even like it's so funny. Like disaster for Melbourne is finishing sixth, and they yeah. they could be a team that finishes sixth to eighth in the next few years rather than a team that finishes first to fourth. Um, yep. Last time Storm finished outside top four, South won the premiership. So I'm leaning into that very heavily. Yeah, but the first year of um, Jesse Bromwich's career, he's averaged under 100 meters since 2012. You know, it's a long time. But yeah, he's going to be right. 34 at the Dolphins. And those signings I didn't like so much. Like people were saying, oh, they need leaders and similar. But I didn't like Jesse or Kenny because, yeah, it, was, it wasn't like they were signing them. When they signed them, it wasn't like they were playing immediately. It was another year on Jesse. Yeah. Be thirty four next year, and 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 Kenny's going to be older too. He's been okay, but Jesse's been woeful. Another guy I thought who's been a real, real disappointment, and somehow it's become a, a, a dual agenda for us. But Xavier Coates has gone backwards every year he's played it's, in the NRL. It's really just every year. The, the Alex Johnson agenda has been undefeated since like he went back to being on the wing again. Like, I've never lost, and I will have not lost this battle. There were people that told me this guy was going to score thirty to forty tries this year. That I was silly for thinking Alex Johnson would piss in the top try score. But these are all conversations, real conversations, to place in like February. And what do you know? Alex Johnson scored a million tries, and this bum is out here getting torched every week. Well, he has scored a, a lot of tries more than you remember, but he's only good. The funny thing we on the agenda, I'm on that one as well, by the way. But like, he's only good try of the year is against Alex Johnson. Yeah, that is, is not that is true. It was there was that was a rough like <laughs> ten minutes for the agenda, but everything that was else... like that. Pe- well, because that, that was back like in the first few rounds, it was like, round the, one, the, yeah. The Tigers, <laughs> it was round two. The Tigers finish. People overrated. They put a dive in the corner, or whatever. He dove for no reason, but he actually caught a bomb over Johnston, like a massive one up in the air. Yeah, and it was like fuck. Of course, he went there and started to learn how to catch bombs. Nah, has not again. <laughs> it yeah, it's it's weird, and it's like you would have thought with the obviously it's funny because that argument was about the try scoring stuff, but I think Johnston does everything else better than Xavier Coates. Well- Xavier More Coates, than the try scoring stuff. Yeah, that's he makes less errors. He's safer in kick defense. He's a better tackler now. He is he's just like maybe yardage still a problem for AJ, but he's just been yeah, he's Coates worked so well on too, mate. completing like getting a more well-rounded game this year. And I actually do think that he's been one of the best wingers in the comp this year. Yeah, and Xavier like, Coates definitely has not been. Yeah, like I you know, I said in game one he shouldn't have played Origin, and you know, I was one of the very few people banging that drum, but mate, he wouldn't be anywhere near representative side for for mine now. And I know. It's not just about try scoring, as you said. Obviously, Johnson's got him covered there. And almost all of Xavier Coates' finishes on that edge have been, you know, catch and falls. I think he hasn't had anything kicked on, but he hasn't kicked on in the ways, you know, I expected him when he was younger. He hasn't got better. And I feel like he's got worse since his debut because he seems to overthink more. Like, defensively, I've never seen someone turn his hips and feet and shoulders outside yeah. so often. <laughs> Getting caught out for that gigantic cutout ball for that Sevo try was really terrible. He, and he charged it like the ball was in the air by the time he jammed. Yeah, like it he, was bad. It was he, yeah. And then yeah, months obviously blew it up at him. But because obviously I've got a bit of a coach agenda, I watch him a lot more off ball than other players. 
even at scrums, mate, you'll see when teams are about to spread the ball, Coates will not go up in the line with the rest of the team and he will be facing the wing. And there's just no way he's been trained to do that. No one has ever told you ever as a winger to stand still and mm-hmm. face the outside. Yeah. So once your man gets around you, you can cap, you can chase him down. That's not how you defend. But he does That's that. Not. And the other times he shoots him when no one else shoots. But also that one, my major issue, mate, is he's dead set afraid of contact. Yeah. Like he should have scored when that, that he's, opportunity he's, he got against Sevo. He should have scored. He's got a bit of the Jackson Paulos about him in that regard. Um, like, yeah, he he, he tried to run for the corner, right? Which I get what he's doing. And he has finished quite well doing that. But if he just runs towards the corner and then lowers his shoulder and puts his shoulder into the chest of Sevo, he scores. Yeah. He yeah. puts weight in the Sevo. Momentum goes forward rather than over the sideline. Then he scores in the corner. But instead, he ran for the corner and then Sevo only to, only to barely touch you and push him over the edge. Like that kind of stuff. And he got pushed out again by him. But he hasn't kicked on at all for a guy with all that talent. He's like one of the very few players I think has gone to the storm and, and and got worse. And to be fair, he was worse at Brisbane last year than he was in prior seasons uh, as well. Like, uh, he wasn't yeah. making Brisbane's team by the end of uh, last year. So Melbourne's Melbourne's second best outside back is a guy that played for the West Tigers a month ago. Yeah, it's crazy. Not great. It's best not great. Just Norm's obviously pretty good, but the rest yeah. not great. Yeah, um, that's it. But yeah, yeah they, they, they're good. very interesting for the finals campaign. We'll obviously, preview those games, but yeah, Parramatta have really ramped the, the pressure up on everyone else. And the storm just look like if you know the couple of teams they'd put away pretty easily, but it doesn't. It's hard to see them making it past the prelims if they even get there. Hey, it's weird. Yeah, and it's funny. They play their ultimate hoodoo team this week. Like Raiders fans are really, really mm-hmm. confident about this game, and I think they they should be. They're playing really well the last month, and Melbourne just haven't been. Mm-hmm. So yeah, really highlights how shit the Broncos are that they put a thousand points on them last week. But anyway, yeah. Um. All right, Bulldogs Canterbury. Um, I only saw the highlights of this afterwards because obviously we were at oh, the new man. stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, Matt Burton, he's he's uh, he won the Coltrane Cup for him. That's the, my main takeaway from this. Yeah, I mean, we probably won't. I know we spoke at pre-show. We don't. We want to spend a little bit of time with each team because it's the last we'll talk about them. But this game has deserves no time. Manly, if it wasn't for the Broncos, Manly be getting a lot more attention for how sour they see, and they're still getting quite a bit of attention too. But a lot more attention for how sour their season has gone so fast. Mm. But my God, that team has just thrown everything away. And even in this game, we saw videos after the game going around in the socials that Marty DePau had shared of like Manly just refusing to pass him the ball for the second half. <laughs> like just cut him out like every play. Like things like this team is like split in two. There's Fulton's versus Hasler stuff in the press. And we all know that that's obviously getting leaked by somebody there. Because all of a sudden, everyone knows every Fulton staff member at Manly for some reason. You couldn't even find that on LinkedIn if you were looking for it, you know, but that, that's out there. <laughs> They're in absolute crisis. And then the dogs have had a pretty slow finish after their, after what they've done the last couple of weeks with Mick Potter. But again, you get those signs that they would want to see. And this game is like, again, Matt Burton turning up and li- and carrying them, you know, and having a clutch performance for them, which is what their fans want to see. And yeah, that they, they end up getting their job done. You know, speaking of guys like the Storm, I thought Max King again, first, one of the very few players this year, have improved as a bulldog from going from a team like the Storm as well. He's been um quite good for them now. I feel like yeah. you know a good season. I thought Pangai also had one of his better games of the year, but again, it wasn't much opposition. No, all right. Um, the main game. Uh, it look the stadium experience was a lot of fun. I had a good night, but the game itself, like it didn't to me feel like it, especially the troll. But South in general, it just didn't feel like they were at full gear. 
It just a lot of this game, I felt like they were just going through the motions. The Roosters, I also don't think were firing all cylinders, but Souths more so, I think, played very reservedly in this game. I don't know. Yeah. I think um, when Murray went off, I thought the Roosters, then the Roosters were oh, yeah. the gears, <laughs> cranking the gears there. I thought the Roosters were going to smash them, but then the Roosters also slowed down, had some guys go off. And mm. yeah, like I, I'm, I'm with you there. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's obviously lingering in their heads that it didn't seem to matter that much. But this is the stuff, like, you know, obviously I'm not going to sit here and argue with you about the trail every week because it's not good fucking podcasting, nor is it no. fun for you. But this is all, this is one of those games again where it's so hard for me to get around people thinking he's one of the best players in the game on a week to week basis because he was mm. disgraceful. Yeah, like, look, again, I, I mean my thing with Latrell has always been that when he is on, he is the best player in the league. Like he's yeah. high his peak is higher than any other player's peak. And I do believe that. But his every every week output is nowhere near the level of guys like James Tedesco. And that yeah. I just don't think that's ever gonna be the case. I don't know how you fix it. I don't know if you can fix it, but I don't think you um, can, mate. Like it was funny because I missed I was went down to talk to Frankie and Harry and um, was going back to my seat afterwards and got lost in the bowels of the stadium because I don't, mm. <laughs> don't know the way around yet. And so I missed like five minutes of the game and I came back and Latrell had been sinbinned and Joe Manu's season had ended. So very excited, a very eventful couple of minutes there that I just missed. So. Yeah, I don't, thankfully I only live one stop away, so I didn't really miss any of the footy mm. when I when I battled at halftime with how sick I was. But um, like, yeah, Latrell, that kick, you know, the Roosters did the right thing. We've spoken about this a few times too. Kicking away from the troll, he hates that. He hates getting worked over. And then, they, you know, he tried to do physical dominance and he got dragged back in the end goal. Not great from him. But after losing Ken Murray as well, he really struggled to get the ball out of the middle of the field again. Yeah. So, you know, we've said this many a time. He's more important to their shape than, than Ilias or Walker is with that re- in that regard. Okay. But he was a um, massive loss there. The Roosters stormed over them. But as you said, mate, they just did, it felt a bit flat in that because the teams obviously knew we back next week anyway, you know? Yeah. Oh, well, we're playing here, not there. Yeah. Like the next only diff- the only thing on the line was whether it would be at Homebush or Moore Park. And I think South fans would prefer it to be at Moore Park anyway. So Yeah, but it looks well, like Beryl's... Not, not, and, not um, now after that ticket debacle where none of them yeah, can go. But... but it looks like, you know, so the worry for the Roosters was did they lose, you know, Hargreaves, Verrills on top of Radley and Manu. But it looks like they've only lost Manu from the game, which obviously is still a big loss, but... You know, I think Hargreaves and and, Rat- and Verils would have been massive. Like Verils, I would have put a line through them, and Hargreaves probably too, just because like the drop from Verils to the other hooker service. We saw once Connor Watson went there, how many ground- balls hit the ground. But uh, I also think Hargreaves, obviously being the spiritual leader, they missed him a bit as the game went on. And um, South looks like Cam Murray, he's been named for next week. Um, yeah, they've already kind of declared that he's playing. They shouldn't have done and- that. They shouldn't have done that. And it's one of those things, mate, like even if he was really concussed, like, okay, put myself in his shoes. There is zero chance. If I had symptoms, right? You wouldn't say it publicly. There's zero chance I'd tell anyone. Yes. Unless I was really fucked up. And that's one of the things you can't control this concussion stuff very well is that like you only really know what the player will let you know or the signs they'll show. Mm. And if I was him and I had headaches the next day, Unless they were really bad, I would have said they didn't have him because of the game. It's true. You know, and yeah. I'm not saying he's done that, but I I hate I'll, how tribal would say. this stuff gets on social media. I hate that yeah. most fans are incapable of removing their fandom from the situation. Like Penrith fans today with Taylor May, South fans with Cameron Murray yeah. on on Saturday. It's like just because it's your team doing it doesn't mean you can't be like this is kind of shitty and. He might be fine, and he might get. And he probably it does from the fact that he's been named and everything that we've heard that he will get cleared by the independent 
adjudicators or whatever to play. But mm. the coach kept saying like two hours after the game that he'd 100% play was like, mate, come on. Probably should have got fined for that, but oh well. Yeah, oh well, he shouldn't have said that, but that's, you know, whatever. As you said, mate, I know people always calling for people to sit out, but it's not because they actually care about the player's safety ever. When they're no, of course oh, Murray not. should be missing the next game. And obviously, it's selfishly, of course, I want Cameron Murray. To, like, I don't know. If, like, we probably can't win without him. Like, of course, yeah. I want him to play. Yeah. Like, and of course, you also hope he's okay. You're not hoping he's going out there with yeah. a scramble. Oh, like, obviously. That's the catch-22. And I guess it's just because it's an injury that no one can see. It's not like an yeah. injury to your leg or your arm or whatever, where people can be like, oh, yeah, that guy's got a broken yeah. arm. He can't play. They're like, yeah, ah, we'll it's, just his, it's just his brain. Don't worry about it. Yeah. My concern, if you know, if... I was a South fan, and if I'm Cam Murray, is the fact that it doesn't seem to look like they're massive hits to the head that have put him on the ground recently. Yeah, yeah. But also, again, I know nothing about this stuff, mate. Like, I feel like a lot of us who are uneducated try to talk about experts like this, and mm. it's so often we go through periods of, oh, that guy's a heat to head knocks, he should retire. And then all of a sudden, he plays on for years. Or yeah. the reverse happens. In fact, that person has a lot of head knocks, and they do go to shit. But I'm not going to sit and make assessments on that because I haven't got a clue. Oh, totally. Um, yeah. The... Uh... The dramatic Warriors-Titans game, which didn't matter to anyone except our Coltrane Cup leader, Luke, who was sitting mm-hmm. there with a 16-point, le- uh, 14-point lead with eight minutes left. Uh, but yeah, what an what ending to this game. The Reese Walsh stuff was bizarre. Like, I-, I don't know how, whether it was his call or the coach's call to come off the field to then be like, oh, shit, now the game's close again. L- let's put him back on. Like, I don't really understand how that works. Obviously, you want your big player out there for a clutch play, but like, you're either Hurley or not, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, uh, well, it sounds like he's got a minor... T- he has a pec tear. So, like, he has something. <laughs> you know, he's got a minor pec tear, apparently. So, I don't know... Add and Phil Blake cost in this game. Yeah, I mean, the Walshing, like, when he went... I thought it was ribs or something, how he was holding it. Yeah. But I did find it funny that he was, like, on the... He was getting everything he can. On the walkie-talkie. He, he's like... Yeah. It was like, mate, he was, like, grabbing different... He was yelling in at one guy's headset. And he's on a walkie-talkie next. So like, mate, go on the front row, grab someone's phone, start calling the coach. You know, get yeah. me back out there. But, Just yeah. Just take the um, card, sub yourself on. Yeah, it was, a, as you said, an entertaining game, but it only it mattered for a Coltrane Cup. It decided it, it essentially... Uh, M. Sprouster took the trophy home. Yeah. Based it, on this the, game. The crazy part is, um, had M not won the previous night, Luke would have won even though he lost this game by like two points of four and against. Yeah. So that would have been hilarious. It would have been crazy finish. But yeah, Reese Walsh had a really good game. I thought until that period and he went off, it didn't help. Mm. And then you said Adam Thornall Blake mistakes and penalties kind of threw the game away from them. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, I don't know what what do you want? Titans did something good just to give their, just in time to give their fans hope for next year. So fantastic. Yeah, I mean um, that's it. That's it, mate. Just in time, as they do this every year, don't they? They have this good finish of the season, bit of hope, and then next year they come out and they mess it all up. Like uh, there's word yeah. of like chance of AJ Brimson not being in the spine at all next year, for example. Playing where? Center. Oh, all right. You've got to fit Tanner Boyd in, mate. Of course. Anyway, <laughs> if there's any, you know, if you can move your best player to fit in a worse one, mm. like in a significantly worse one. <laughs> Yeah, just do that. So playing Andrew Johns a hooker, Aries. Yeah, well, um, but it's like, well, you know, I think AJ hits that. He's one of those players because of who he plays for. He's he's down. Same like both Fern White, there's no opinion of as well. Like their bad moments and their mistakes aren't criticized, but their good moments are praised. And this game, he got a lot of praise and he had lots of good moments, but also he threw the ball away 
you know, like with with in, in the end of regular time that could have cost them the game. But yeah, nearly I did. That would have been an amazing I, ending. I, I do. He probably should stay in the spine somewhere. I think before I start thinking about putting a Tanner Boyd in. But yeah, weird season for the Titans again. And um, I don't know. It just feels like this is what they do every year, right? Both these clubs. This is the most yeah. Titans game and the most fin- Titans and Warriors finish to their season. And the Warriors have finished second last now, which is probably a fair reflection by two for and against points. And the Titans finished 13th after being at the wooden spoon spot for a long time. Not even in finish. the bottom four. What a story. Yeah. Um, bottom four, they're 13th. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's poor for me. Numbers, <laughs> they're funny. Uh, the uh, Take it away with your eulogy for the Broncos. And a... a a shitty oh, performance man. capped off by a make-a-wish try to end this wretched season for you. Well, my uh, my anger's gone because I like I've said I knew my season season was over with the storm game. So like, and I think I said on the podcast last week, but we were going to lose this game. Like they they went from, you know, I've calmed down a bit more. I had I really enjoyed a lot to this season. It sucks they're not playing finals, but I'm glad they're not playing away at the storm or away at the roosters. So like, whatever. This is embarrassing. Maybe change will come. But just how far they've fallen and how quickly they fell has gone from like I didn't think Kevy was a chance of even having his like job reviewed properly this offseason to now I think he might be like a thirty or forty percent chance of, of losing his gig. Which is a which is a big swing just with how much the pressure seemed to got to them over the last few weeks. But yeah, they, they again came out from kickoff. And it's been an issue all year, even when they're winning, but they again came out from kickoff and made mistakes and turned the ball over and uh, gave away you know, errors and penalties and found themselves down all of a sudden with Jack Bird running through Payne Haas and a few others. Uh, and then the the Dragons, you know, were on top. But I reckon for like half an hour of that second half, they laid down. They were ready for the Broncos to beat them. They laid down. Brisbane were had all the running in that second half. They ended up on even on line breaks, but either Brisbane outgained them by 400 on metres in this game. You know, they, they were running all over them in that second half. And it didn't fucking matter. <laughs> it's like, I mean, you know, the again, I I would have cared about the Ezra Mam thing if it happened a week or two beforehand. I just laughed at this point. Like, it's just the same thing as like when you brought Turpin in over Pakes. It's like, do we teams we don't even understand what made them good? You know, with with Pakes here. Same thing with Ezra, who killed the Dragons last time they played each other. They brought in Tyson Gamble, who has had good games for Brisbane and good games this year, but this might've been his worst game of first grade who he forced. He only has one error. So he has no errors to his name, actually has a penalty. He gave not square at marker on tackle one, which is dumb, but you know, Kurt Capel dropped the ball three times. And I know I'm frustrated at Kurt who also played poor, but all three were poor Tyson Gamble passes. The Pia Kura drop at the end of the game is again, a poor Tyson Gamble pass. He forced every option. And it feels like that team was there to be run over if we had like an Ezra man. But instead, we had two halves running out of headless and just running sideways and throwing the ball out wide and hoping things happened. Nothing happened. Um, and then we had a couple of unlucky Simbins with Flegler and Stag. Stag's the game was over already anyway. Neither of them got charged, which was which was strange. But Tom Flegler's at that point now that, you know, if it's close to a Simbin, he's getting Simbin. So I feel sorry for him because he's really trying to clean his game up and that stuff happens. But yeah, I feel sorry for him. He played quite well. But yeah, mate, the season's over. They threw it away. I've had my my eulogy and stuff with it. Um, just glad that it's the end of seeing Jake Turpin in a Broncos jersey. Uh, Tamari Martin had done his job, and it's unfortunate his last game he didn't get to finish it and end up in hospital that night. But you know, next year I'll have Reese Walsh at the one. They'll have Herbie back in the side. 
they'll uh, they'll obviously hope hopefully use guys like Pierre Kura, who we saw the talent of him in his in his short stint in this game when he you know beat his man pretty much every time he touched the ball, and you know in twenty four minutes had seven runs sixty six meters. You know he out, he had one meter less than Kurt Capewell in the whole game, for example, and one run and one run less. Ugh, but he looked likely. Um, that stuff was frustrating. But again, I've moved past it now. Like those guys, we know they should have played weeks ago. You know, Ricky could have should have been dropped and. Probably should have put Pierre Kerr on the bench for Juice five weeks ago, but I feel oh. like the Broncos' issues and eulogy can happen further in the offseason more now than this week. Yeah, and the Dragons I guess is twelve and twelve, <laughs> um, and that's that's good enough for finals most years. Yeah, so, twelve and twelve. Um, I guess the only silver lining for you really is that you and the rest of the Broncos faithful who listen to the show didn't go into Sunday with a skerrick of hope, having to cheer for the fucking West Tigers, only for them to be down five hundred nil after ten minutes. Yeah, well, I mean, again, what was the reward for for the Raiders actually show up against them? The reward for Brisbane getting in the finals this week was going to Melbourne and losing by 60. You know, it was like, I don't think that probably helped the motivation either. But yeah, that team just looks overcooked by the summer season. There'll be lots of questions that come in the off season, how they got to that point and how they've thrown it away and how they were so, like, they were just globetrotting for eight weeks or so at that point of the year to now start of the end of the year, but one of the worst teams in the competition. And they probably played the worst of the weekend bar the Tigers. And the Dragons, mm. um, again, they laid down for periods in this game. But, you know, the Broncos made Josh McGuire look five years younger. Blake Laurie looked younger. Jack Bird had a great game. Too many revenge games in one. You know, yeah, ben Hunt, was, yeah, they were never going to lie down won, in this game, were they? Yeah, and Ben Hunt hopefully won the Dally M base on it. He was he was great. Kicked a, another good 40-20. Uh, in his and uh, almost in twenty forty as well, and yeah, and uh, yeah, interesting. I, one thing I actually will mention that really annoyed me in this game because most yeah. things I was like, whatever, that they're losing. I was laughing at some of it. I've moved past the anger. Knew the season was over. One thing that really annoyed me in this game is that when Josh McGuire ragdolled uh, Adam Reynolds, nobody did anything. That really annoyed me. That not one like there's a lot of fake tough guys on that Broncos side, and. Whilst Maguire himself was a fake tough guy, they watched him like throw at spin around Adam Reynolds like five times to throw him to the ground and get penalized mm. and stand there laughing. And no one did anything. That's not great. And so you pack a cat. Like, yeah, he doesn't need awful. you to defend them, but like, can there's so many guys in there, right? Who doesn't even have to be like, I don't want Flegler to be the enforcer because he's always in trouble anyway. But it's like, Payne Harsh or Giant, do something. Paddy, do something. You know, Tony Staggs, you can do something. You think you're tough, you do something. You know, Tyson Gamble, you're apparently a chief wrestler. Where are you? Somebody do something. But we got given it physically by the goddamn Dragons who are like average age of 37 or something. Bar and I scored a great try. Not great. No, not great. Um, but yeah. yeah, Benny Hunt was good. And it's quite funny, though. The drag We've said this a few times now. The Dragons have severely overachieved what most people thought of them in preseason, bar what the Dragons thought of themselves. Because they seem to be upset with 12 and 12. Hmm. Yeah, that's, it's weird. But any other year they'd be in the finals. Not a 12-win so, roster. You know, it's just not. Yeah. But they're well overachieved. Ben Hunt had a cracking season. You know, they pretty much didn't have, like, they found Cody Ramsey to be a good fullback, but they overachieved and they got 12 wins. He said, most years they'd be in the finals. The four and against are probably still an issue, even with the 12 mm. and 12. But generally, 12 wins get you in the finals and they've finished with 12 and uh, they're upset. But there you go. Brisbane as well, obviously, they haven't got the 14 wins now anyway, but first team to ever do what they did. Missed the yeah. top eight from, from being fourth. Everyone knows this by now. Um, this game, 
was no was not meaningful, nor did it involve teams that we won't talk about for us year with the Cowboys smashing Penrith. I did not see one second of this. And unlike the other games, I did not bother to go back and watch any of it because it was, you know, a New South Wales Cup team against an NRL team. Went pretty much exactly how you'd expect. Uh, anything mm-hmm. to add? No. I mean, as you said, there was, that one really out of all the games, this one deserves the least chat because Correct. one of the teams essentially did lay down. Yep. <laughs> like, cool. Um, I was um, hoping again, it didn't happen again, but this, the the Cal Panthers have had this twice now. I really want that 50-nil thing to happen. If it didn't, I wish they got lost by 50. Yeah, so the, yeah, yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Eddie Blacker, great tra- tackle at the end. That's about, about, about the only thing when he... When that he, was uh, true. I did see that, that online. That was cool. Good on him. Good on you, Eddie. Um, Penrith got like, if you go on the team site, they got like 15 ins this week. It's great. Yeah, it's mm. good. Yep. Uh, the Sharks beat the Knights. Decent first half, and then they pulled away with it in the second. Um, first half of this game was actually a lot of fun. I watched it at the pub next to Leichhardt Oval. It's a couple of Raiders fans. Um, yeah, a lot of long long distance tries, a couple of intercepts. It was cool. That was fun. Yeah, the um, Knights of the last few weeks have had they've been okay in first halves, which has been weird. Mm-hmm. They've been kind of okay and hung around. Yeah. Uh, their Tex Hoy has improved, which is weird. You know, he already got his big of, deal to the Super League. Is he on these list of, of like 500 players that go to Super League and carve it up now? And he's on that list, so he'll go mm. kill it over there. That team of the um, year was tough for tough for you, tough for the people who try to tell me the Super League is good and no, not just for not NRL castoffs. Tough it, week for them. No, it, ha- it used it used to be a league I'd defend. It's it's mm. like <laughs> Union in Australia now. Yeah, okay. like it's fallen so far there. Like the fact that like. You know, like we bring back like Quade Cooper every three years, and he's somehow yeah. in his thirties. It's like a they keep bringing back, like um, so like, James you know, Roby's still playing. Yeah, that's how James Roby's thirty six years old. Still playing. <laughs> yeah, thirty seven cool. next year. But yeah, anyway, not about the Super League. This one, Sorry. not not worth our time, are they? Yeah. Uh, their Sharkies still continue to not perform to their ladder position, but this week they have Tracy back, Talakai stays in, Kennedy's back. And it's a finals game at home at Shark Park with like seven people there that paid about a thousand dollars per ticket. I think it was. I can't remember how much. I, <laughs> um, so bad. Yeah, shouldn't have played it at Shark Park, but maybe not. Oh well, that that was their choice. Um, but yeah, we'll be able to see now if they can actually kick back into that gear. We know they're capable. Or from here on, um, the Knights didn't get the spoon. There you go, and didn't disgrace themselves the last few weeks compared to how they were playing it for most of the season. But they finished. They they're, they were two and ten at home. They have like the worst home record in the comp for a team that has people turn up every week. Yeah, I think that's a bit. That's a bit of a disappointment if you're a Knights fan. On top of the, you know, I think Knights fans have said it's like the most disappointing season of their history, including the Wooden Spoon years. Right. Well. Yeah. I mean, it's it's again, it's kind of bullshit because it's like they'll like because of where they are and because the fans keep going like. Yeah, it, it, they're under. I don't know the people that run the show. There, I just think are under a lot less pressure than at other teams because there's just always going to be fans there. So, yeah, I'm with you on that, man. Like that, t- fans was going to turn up under less pressure. But uh, I do agree with the fans. I think it's really disappointing because like they went through those bad years, they bought into that rebuild bullshit, and whilst I did make the finals last the last two years. You know, they, they snuck, like, again, last year they made the finals with the worst record than the, what the Dragons have this year, worst four and against and similar. And mm-hmm. in 2020, again, they only they won 11 games and they lost eight, but they came seventh. Like, that can't be the fruits of the rebuild than back to this. But it was. 
Yeah, it sucks. It, it does suck for them. I, I genuinely do feel bad for them, but yeah, not a lot we can do about it. No, there's not. Um. Okay. What was the last game? Oh yeah, I was there. Um. You were there. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. For the first time as um, well, right? <laughs> we both did. The, I, uh... Yeah, I had to go to a thing at halftime, so I I left. But um, mm. I mean, I obviously don't pay to get into the games, but like I was sitting at the pub with uh Carrie and Dave, both patrons of the show, and. I could not. People pay forty dollars to stand on that muddy fucking hill and see half the game. It's, it's yeah, daylight crazy. robbery. It's insane. <laughs> and, and it was great. It was there's a few other a uh, few other podlisters there with us. Brenton was there with us, and it was his first like out experience. And he was like, "Wow, Bungard, you were right. This is shit." Which I <laughs> <laughs> man, we missed like the first every try. Suck. Those because it's got like eight hundred tries in that right corner in the first half. Right, we couldn't see any of them. And Campo's like, oh, you just got to stand at the back where I am. It's like, yeah, but if everyone stood up where you were, then no one could see. So, ugh, anyway, burn it down. There's lots of signs saying save Leichhardt Oval and stuff, which was great. The only thing that's going to save it is biblical floods or fires. <laughs> I um, mean, as you said, they, they were, obviously, again, it could be fun, but it's not about the, that's not the whole experience. Though, yeah. Right? You know, like, oh, exactly. I had a great fun. time. I had a great time socially, like just hanging out with dudes. Like, some guys I met before, some guys I hadn't. Great time was had by all, but uh, yeah, as a game watching experience, I, I missed most of the tries. Um, but yeah, good thing there was a lot of them, so I still saw quite a few. Uh, at one point, I was genuinely because some I think it was, I think I was wrong, I think the actually number was like in the hundreds, but someone told me it was 93. So at one point, I was genuinely worried that they were going to beat the Tigers by 93 and South would have to go to Melbourne. <laughs> like, <laughs> when it was 40 nil after half an hour, I was like, shit, but <laughs> thank you, like. And and also, uh, poor James Tarmel getting rushed back to just you know get pumped again. Yeah, I mean, as you said, rushed back, but well, they got the spoon for the first time in their history. They seem to like they've won one of their last like seven or eight round twenty six games. The the uh, Tigers, but geez, they seem to put up absolute garbage right at the end of the year, especially against the the Raiders down there. And it's weird that there was a couple of weeks there, and they've did they have beaten some of the good teams that they finished here. All their wins were against good sides, which is weird. Well, Brisbane didn't finish a good side anyway in the end, but uh, just disgraceful hey from kickoff. And somehow they like after they got what was it like forty two nil or whatever the Tigers mm-hmm. were like you know what we should start defending now. Maybe do you think? Yep, they Jamal Fogarty grubbed midfield grubbed to himself in the thirty something minute of a game, and it wasn't the wrong decision. That's how much they were running all over them. Ridiculous, but yeah, the Raiders have um had I think they had the pressure release at the last release on them by the Broncos last weekend and played fancy free the last two weeks, put their two of their best performances in for the season, ground through a lot of average football to get where they got, but you know they're heading to the finals now, and that was without White and without Whitehead, and then they had Fogarty go off at, at halftime. Uh, they go into the finals now confident, you know, on the back of solid wins, and they've beaten the Storm down there, and they've beaten them plenty of times down there. They're, um, they're, I don't mm. think they're, you know, easy beats for eighth place at all. And uh, they had so many guys, like I know it's only the Tigers, but they had to turn up and win, and the same as the week before, mate, and they turned up from kickoff, and they'd pretty much ended both games in like 15 minutes. That's yeah, that's this is this is not what we're used to from the Raiders. Like, I mean, and and obviously mm-hmm. in this game there was no pressure whatsoever, but um, 
you were just not they used had to them putting... to not turn up then right exactly yeah yeah no as i'm saying like they've they've in the past been a team that wilts under pressure so easily and this just hasn't happened in the last fortnight and now they go into this game where it's weird because i know they're outsiders with the bookies but i think of i think of the two fan bases they might be the more confident going into this game yeah i mean 100% you think they would be but also they're kind of playing with house money right they've got the the, the, yeah. That's the dream. Get into the sneak into the finals and and shake things up, isn't it? Isn't that the uh, the Raiders' way? Yeah, I mean, this is yeah. Just get in there and make some noise. I'm just glad we can't play them because we always lose to them. So mm. yeah, that's good. But uh, yeah, that it's been a, a bizarre season for the Raiders to go from a period there, and I didn't think they were that bad. But you know, we had Raiders fans worried about them getting the wooden spoon in round. Was it round eight? Yeah, they were they were positive. They were three and six at one point, or three and seven, yeah, or something. Two, two and, and six in round eight. Two and there six, you go, there you go. With, um, negative eighty-three, four and against third. They were equal last, but they weren't last with four and against, obviously. Um, and they just had um, some pretty poor losses there. They were without Hodgson. Like they they just lost to um, the Warriors in that really poor game, and they just been thumped by Panthers. Lost to the Cowboys. Lost to the Storm. Lost to Manly. And the only wins of the year were that they stole that game from the Sharks and then also the, the beat the Titans by two. Uh, like, bef- essentially, they felt like they hadn't really, you know, been on top of the game all season. And they've gone from that to turn it around to, essentially, like, being one of the form teams of the competition of the last 10 weeks. Bizarre. that They've gone from two and six to 14 mm. and 10. Yeah, it's, it's weird. And again, like, I think, Penrith aside, it's like you're you're more scared of the bottom four this year than you mm. are the top four, and that's just never happened before. And yeah, I think the way it's 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 shaping up, I think a, I think a couple of these teams, especially whoever wins out of South and the Roosters uh, and the Raiders, are sort of talking themselves into being able to go on this sort of little fairy tale run. So, be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, but yeah, uh, it, they were just very good in this game. Uh, took the foot off the gas massively in the second half, but you would expect that. Um, should we move on to talk about the finals games? Yes, we should. All right, excellent. Um, we've got Penrith playing Parramatta this Friday, which before we get into the game, there's only really, really one major news story going around the traps this this past few hours, and that is, I mean, this ridiculous Taylor May story. If people have missed this. Uh, so he was, I mean, he... he you know the the footage of his assault was doing the rounds on the internet last week, so you probably saw it. But if you didn't, I mean, he threw a guy he threw a guy at a pub. Basically, he had to pay a small fine. No conviction was recorded. Judge called him a coward. Sent him on his way. Um, the NRL's response to this this uh, today was to suspend him for two games, but the, the suspension is deferred until the first two games of next year, which I just don't really understand it. And it's not even that it's it's not even that there that it's whether you it's not even an argument whether you think the suspension is fair or not because i saw a lot of people trying to come back and say oh but he, you know it wasn't even that big a deal and they might be right look look in the grand scheme of pub assault this is like a one out of ten but the fact is that if the nrl has decided to suspend him which they have and hit him with a two-game ban you can't you can't do this you, you can't do this you cannot suspend a guy for two weeks but go oh don't worry we'll just wait till it's two games that don't matter I actually agree with it. You so piece there you of go. Shit. It's not like, <laughs> mate, I actually agree with it. Like, finals games do matter more. And it's not the same as the troll last year. The troll mm. did his thing in the court of the NRL on the field. The NRL system is mm. 
you do something on the weekend, you'll you'll get dealt with on Tuesday or Wednesday, and then yeah. we move on to the next week. Right. It's not the same as that, but this thing, the NRL seen the vision last year. They probably had the suspension sorted, and they're going to do it anyway. It's not there. It's not there. It's the court did their thing this then don't, last week. Then, but, then don't then don't suspend them at all. Why? I'd have been fine with. What do you mean? You can't. This is literally the most fence sitting move I've ever seen. You can't mm-hmm. do this. You cannot defer a suspension for later because it matters less. You either suspend someone or you don't. The time of year is irrelevant, or at least it has been up until now, as far as I know. I mean, they've talked about making suspensions for on-field stuff less potent uh, for Origin or for finals Mm. or whatever, but that hasn't happened yet. And there's certainly no precursor to allowing guys to do the wrong thing off the field and, and pay for it when it suits the team that they play for I mean, rather than I mean, he got, at the time uh, where the where the decision is handed down by the court. And I understand that the NRL got hold of this footage months and months ago, but if that was the case, they could have got out in front of this and dealt with it then, or they could wait until this current off-season to do anything. By doing exactly what they have done, by making this exact course of action at this exact time, it makes them look foolish. It makes it look like they're favoring the Panthers, which I obviously don't think they are, but that's what it looks like. And it sends a message that basically you can do whatever you want and we'll punish you in a manner that is comfortable for you and your team. And it just is a terrible look. Well, uh, it's as you said there, mate. It hasn't happened before. Well, it just happened, so it it's that's the precedent, <laughs> you know. Well, like it, well, I hope so. I said to you, mate. Like, when was the last time someone got that got went to court? September. Hmm. If you can find an example, but you know, like he got a bigger punishment in the NRL than he got from the courts. Yeah, that but that's my whole, that is literally yeah. my entire point. Then just wait. Do it in October. Yeah, do it um, in the off season. I agree with you. They on didn't that. have. They didn't have to do anything this week. No one was clamoring for them to suspend Tail and May. I'd yeah. forgotten about the entire thing until I saw yeah. the story today. Yeah. The, the issue, the issue is entirely self-inflicted. I, I agree opinion. with that. Like, I don't think. Um, I, I said I wouldn't even with no suspension, as you said. I would just, ex- so would I. I, I watched the just, video. Like, it look, it, it, it looked like it's really dumb. Some, it looked like some guy was getting in Nathan Cleary's face, and Taylor May threw him away. He was like, "Get out of here." And it wasn't really more than stupid, that. He but he got, he got the punishment. He didn't, he didn't hit him while he was on the ground. Look, as again, look, it, it, it's bad. He shouldn't do it, but it's not. Yeah. It's This isn't like a Russell Packer situation or anything like that. But I just think that this is an entirely avoidable situation, which they've put themselves into by doing this thing today, which nobody asked them to do. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I totally get that. I get that. Yeah. No one asked them to do it, but yeah, whatever. I could have been helped with dealt with better, but I just don't care I, enough. You get me? Because I yeah, don't no, want to miss I, finals I games for it. And I don't, I don't think, think he should be missing anyway finals games did. either. I don't think he should be missing finals yeah. games either. But just don't do not do what you did. You could can't. Have just announced it after the finals. Yes, correct. exact. That's my entire point. Anyway, this game should be an absolute banger. Parramatta have already beaten them twice, albeit the latter was with Nathan Cleary being sent off after 20 minutes. But these two teams have had some absolute wars over the last couple of years. You'll, of course, remember their finals game last year with the, the trainer incident. And if, and that game where Mitchell Moses missed that uh, penalty goal late on, and they were down by one. So some really close, really interesting games that have taken place between these two teams over the past two seasons. And really the only team that Penrith have been threatened by on a consistent basis in the last couple of years is Parramatta. Um, and they have no reason to suspect that that won't be the case again. I mean, the Eels are coming into this game absolutely red hot over the last two weeks, put a score on your boys and then handle their business when they had to against the Storm. Um mm-hmm. I still think Penrith deserve to be favourites, and they are, but 
yeah, I really don't know what to make of this. It would not obviously shock me at all if Parramatta won this game. Yeah, I mean, it's the first time we've seen the full strengthish Penrith side in, in a number of weeks now. Uh, obviously, the back the line is the one that seven everyone expects four past what you expect. The bench is a bit. I don't know, Spencer Lean, Scott Soros, and Jamin Salmon, and Mitch Kenny. I don't know how Salmon ended up back in the team, but there he is. Like, uh, he wasn't in the team a couple of weeks, so he's back in now anyway. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised by either result. Penrith looked really good. I'm obviously think, sorry, Paramount looked really good. I obviously think Penrith are going to win the game. You know, home game, home final out there. But we've seen that they're not unbeatable. You know, I know they've only lost four games this year, but we've seen even in these finals, other teams lift, they're not unbeatable. I wouldn't be shocked at all by Parramatta going in there and stealing the game, taking the result home. Mm. Um, yeah, there's not, there, there's no rhyme or reason beyond we've seen them beat them recently, but because Penrith are Penrith and we've talked all year about how them winning the premiership seems like it's a foregone conclusion, but yeah, um, I, th- I, I, I am going to tip Penrith though. I, I, I I just think that this it's it's so hard to beat teams repeatedly, and I know they have beaten them twice, but again, that first game was was I mean that second game you got to throw it out a little bit with the Nathan Cleary stuff that happened, but um yeah I think I'll, I think Penrith will win by like four or six. I think it'll be really tight and really good. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it though. Like you know, one thing pressure once your team throws a season away, there's now no pressure on my team in the finals. That's and true. I'm not like said it last year in the past. So I'm not really like I used to be. I don't death ride teams as much. Like, of course, this team to want to be more than others, but I'm not death riding this Penrith team. Like many people will be death riding them. Yeah, so, um, no, I'm not either. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to the fixture, and um, yeah, I just want good rugby league games, mate. And I'm glad Taylor May's playing because that's their best team. Yeah, absolutely agree. Um. I, yeah, I, I can't wait for this game. It's going to be great. But let's move on to Saturday evening at Amy Park. Um, Yeah, I think there's a big AFL game on at the same time. So a bit of a shame that it, Melbourne couldn't get like a showpiece thing. But that's all right. Uh, the Raiders are far longer odds than they should be. They're like $3 something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as you said, I think that's just got to do with like just because it's the storm, mm. you know, they're, they're longer odds than the Tigers were against them. It's a bit insane, isn't it? Yeah. Wait, sorry, say that again. I think the longer the odds than the Tigers were against them. Okay. That's very stupid. If that's true, that's yeah. ridiculous. But that's the bookies are obviously getting money in on the storm. I think more casual pundits probably tune in this time of year and put money on the storm. So that's, that's what balances that out. But um, yeah, it should be like Jerome Hughes is named. I don't know if that means he's playing, but I think the game, if he's out, I'm just giving the game to the Raiders, even though I shouldn't. But that's just the, the massive drop. I think the quality of this team once Jerome Hughes is out, like, you know, they've already lost Pappenhausen. So it's two of their best spine out if Hughes mm-hmm. is gone. And we've seen like Cooper, John- Cooper Johns isn't really much chop. I think that's a, uh, a game defining loss if he's out. But mm-hmm. if he's fit, I don't, I'm picking the storm. But again, like we're fence sitting here, but I don't, I really don't know which way it's going to go. I do. The Canberra Raiders are going to win by ten points. Yeah, as you said, the the Raiders have a good record down there. Mm. They've got like the best. They've got the best record in the in the comp down there. That's not the Storm. Yeah, so, they've won the most games at Amy Park aside from Melbourne, right? Yeah. So like, obviously, that gives them a bit of a boost going in there. They haven't got any of that fear that the rest of us have. Of I going what it's down like to there. win a game at Amy Park. Maybe I'll yeah. know one day. 
maybe one day that <laughs> um, have a better record <laughs> down there that, as we said than than they have anywhere else. You know, 2019 they won a final down there. Mm, that's, that's a great game. It was a cracking game. Um, so yeah, it, it should it should be very interesting to see how they go. But the the Raiders start to have that feel about them, that on field confidence. But they still do have some gaps and some worries. There's still, you know, the Xavier Savage's defensive woes as a fullback. There's still Elliot Whitehead hasn't looked that old the last few weeks, but who knows? And also we know that they have moments where their key players don't really take a game that's in the balance by a scruff of the neck. So mm. there is obviously issues on that side of the ball for them as well. And the, But the Storm haven't, they look like themselves for a few weeks there. But again, once Jerome's out, you just see more cracks open up when he's missing. You see Harry Grant doing things and other guys and no are going with no him. no one's following, yeah. Yeah, like even in the, the game last week that Olam bombed, Olam bombed that try, mm. Grant goes himself, puts a great kick into the end goal, and nobody reacts. Yeah. You know, and Olam gets there as well. But like, he, he misses Jerome Hughes, and we've seen the form of the Bromwich boys. I don't know. Maybe it all just changes with the final switch. Sometimes it happens. That's, that does happen sometimes. The Sharks did that in 2016. They were dog shit for the last month of the regular season. I think they lost like five in a row. They just turned it on yeah. when it mattered. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll take the Raiders. But again, I, I think they'll be a good game too. Um, the next game, I really don't know what to make of. It's the, the fraud ball at Shark Park in front of nine people. So, yeah. Well, I've got a point to make about the Cowboys. That's not, and I made it, you saw this on Discord, but it's not about this week. Yeah. It's about people wanting to play. Them oh, the my God. Weeks. I can't believe that. It's insane. I, I, people need reality check. Like, people wanting to go to play in Townsville. So, if, say, if they lose this game, the reward next week for, the winner of the Roosters Rabbitohs is to be the only team to leave the area to travel to North Queensland to play in Townsville in the driest month in Townsville of the year and probably play in 27 degree heat. That's the reward. And like, it obviously doesn't mean everything, but there's only so many finals, but the Cowboys have never lost a final up there ever. And not only have they never lost a final up there, their record up there in September, because there's obviously been games over these outside of outside of finals over the years. So they've played all time. They've played 21 games up there mm. and they've won in that time of the year and they've won 18 of them. Yeah. That's a in lot. In September. Like, and that's again, all time. The Cowboys were a bad team for a lot of that. They were yeah, a bad worse, team for worse, a lot of that. Much worse finals teams than this Cowboys team handled their business up there. Yeah. And that's it. And they, so like, I think they're nine from nine in finals and like, up there but and it's not even that it's more the fact even if you go up there and beat them the reward for winning this week is going to north queensland going up there getting baked in the heat and then coming back and you being the one team that did that turnaround everyone else got to stay so i if i'm a roosters or rabbitos fans fan i am cheering for the cowboys this week yeah because you get to if you because you play the sharks at alleons next week right if you win if the sharks lose like i don't think they can host next week post like they can't host at Shark Park post. No, week, right? it's just week one. So yeah, yeah it, it basically if if the if the if the Sharks win this game, the winner of South Roosters stays in Sydney for the rest of the finals. Yeah, as easy choice as a as 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 a South fan. Yeah, um, no. Some people saying, "Oh, we get to play the Cowboys." No, that's not a get to. It's not even again. Even if you beat the Cowboys, it's like you're the only team who has to do. You go to North Queensland. You play on Sunday. You're going on a shorter turnaround than them. And then yep. you have to come back, even if you win. You come back to Sydney and play a team that just had two weeks off. It's not good. So no, don't you don't want to lick your lips at playing them. Um, 
but yeah, I, I don't know if this was obviously yeah, the, this is the, a massive home ground advantage thing. Like the annoying thing is, I think the Sharks are going to win. I think yeah. the Sharks are going to win because of Shark Park. Yeah, and also they've got back like, and Will Kennedy's back, Connor Tracy's back in. Yeah, it's upsetting because yeah. I don't want to go to Townsville, but we're going to be going to Townsville because the Sharks yeah. will win this game. I'm going to pick the Cowboys because we can't. I'm not going to. I don't want to keep picking the same thing as you. We've been on this wagon all season, haven't we? The fraud off. I'll take the other frauds. Haven't we picked um, opposite in all three games so far? Did maybe you take Storm have. and Penrith? Yeah. Oh, I'll take. Did I take Penrith? One. Did I take Penrith? I definitely took okay, Canberra. Okay. So, yeah, but anyway, um, I'll take the Cowboys in this one. Uh, I yeah. do think obviously the home ground factor is huge, and I still don't know. It is massive. I still don't know how the Cowboys have recovered after the poor green stuff because they had games handed to them essentially. It's true. Well, so, there be I still any, don't know how well did, they're playing. I don't know how this worked with like allocation stuff. Did any Cowboys fans get tickets to this game? I don't know. Like you're supposed like, to as a way fans, but yeah, because like... I'm just thinking, right? Like in the history of finals, this would be as close ever, really, to as one sided a crowd as you could possibly get. Because like even during the regular season, you'll get like smatterings of Titans fans or Storm fans or whatever at any game you go to, right? But if it's sold out within ten minutes, and we've got Sharks members who didn't even get tickets because like it was sold out so quickly, I don't know how or why they would cater to any Cowboys fans. So. Yeah, yeah, it might be like 100% Sharks fans. Yeah, it might be. Like, and I mean, also not even 100% members. <laughs> we found out like how it's going. Yeah, like, well, I can't believe the password was Sharks 2022. I never would have guessed that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Sharks 2022, who would have guessed? And then also you could buy eight tickets. That feels like a mistake. I hate that. It's every. It's always a ticket thing. I understand that, but it's ridiculous yeah. that you can get a password and buy eight tickets to a game. And yeah, look, Again, I have in the past said that they should be able to play finals games here because I think that all members should have the right to go to a finals game. And then after that, no one else is has any divine right to go to finals games. But in this particular situation, not even all their members can go. So it's like, well, come on. What are we doing here? But yeah. as, on the flip side of that is like, I mean, I don't know if I was a Sharks fan and I missed out on a chance to go to this game, but I'm safe in the knowledge that the game being at Shark Park probably means my team's more likely to win. Then maybe I make mm. that sacrifice. Yeah. Because, like, you know, 12,000 ferals at Shark Park is a little bit different to a, a pretty sterile Allianz Stadium with people. But it's still also for them, obviously, when they picked that stadium, they didn't know who they were playing, but it's still a massive advantage to be playing this Cowboys at Allianz anyway. That's true. But, the you Cowboys know, had, they been, had they been playing Souths this week, it would be no advantage. It would yeah. be a disadvantage. So, yeah, but and some next of these week, teams have... next, yeah. So next week's home game against Souths will be two thirds Souths fans or two thirds Roosters fans, depending on who wins that game. So, yeah, but a lot of these teams, what well, they've done well though, and as we said, the Cowboy, the, the Sharks haven't been red hot the last few weeks, but they've got to mm. the first final, and obviously they can't get back Sione Katoa, but mm. they're pretty fit now. Like mm. they've got back in this week. We said Tracy's back, Fanuka and uh, Rudolph's back, Kennedy's back, and the Cowboys. You know they. Didn't already came back, but I think they have Cohen Hess back in this week as well. So, and drink water back to fullback. So at least they should both be at their best they can be. Um, yeah, it's it's a pretty good uh, way the finals fell, the matchups fell, worked out pretty well because I would have given Penrith an easy win over anyone but Parramatta. Yeah, and, yeah, I think that's probably true. And the Storm probably the same thing, anyone but the Raiders. Yeah, and then you've got the the biggest rivalry in the sport playing each other in a coin flip game. Uh, and speaking uh, of fifty for game, the Roosters, mate, <laughs> which is fucking offensive. Like, I'm sorry, yeah, get fucked. That is. is ridiculous. 
Yeah, I agree with you. What are we doing here? Like, if you like money, bet on South. I don't even know if they'll win, but fucking hell, two dollars forty. Well, I mean, in a I game where said- they get Cam Murray. Well, back, if you like. Cam Murray, Campbell Graham, and Damian Cook all did not play last week, and the Roosters lost Joey Minor. I know they get Victor Adley back, but Joey Minor is so important to their attack. Um, ridiculous. ridiculous. Well, I mean, when you're betting, mate, it's not always about what you think is going to happen. It's about what's the best value. Odds. Yeah, And, uh, yeah, that is much better odds being 250. Uh, we Obviously, there's that fact we mentioned that teams often reverse the result, but I feel like last mm. week, game they just they, both teams kind of turned off it doesn't seem to i don't know if i see that happening you know it's true um, um joey manu out's huge though it's gigantic if if manu was in and murray was out i'd be tipping them but it's the other way around murray's playing manu's not playing south sitting in this game by 26 points well the the, the main, main thing is not even about his what he brings with the ball it's about like momorovsky's now defending against south's left that's huge mm. you know it's like, quick to point out that he Played played in a final a prelim win at this ground against South, and that is true. But that was, I don't think that South team was as good as this South team back in twenty eighteen. It's a long um, time ago. It is a long time yeah. ago. But I mean, Latrell Mitchell was on the other side of the field for God's sake. So yeah, I do think there's still lots of issues with this South team that we see in these closer mm. closer games. Like, I, st- I can't believe Ilias got a deal to twenty twenty five. Like, I, hey. I I'm of the opinion that he's going to be someone lots of South fans don't like by the end of next year. Like, this patience, Not- but. But I reckon yeah. just, once he doesn't kick on again, it's just going to be people don't like him. I mean, you know? I try to stay pretty removed from all this stuff because, you know, I don't think there's any sense death fighting people, but also there's no yeah. sense just blindly having faith in people. But yeah, yeah, it's 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 very much on the Luke Brooks path right now. And we're, yeah. in, we're, in, the, the, we're in the honeymoon the, period right now. Yeah, they're, they're pot committing to him, hoping he gets better. Having said that, he's sure now already played more finals games than Luke Brooks. So. He has. Good, good good for him. There he is. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, he has I, had, think... I will say he has had some good games this year. He played well against the Storm. We beat them. Played mm. really well against the Bulldogs a couple of weeks ago. He's played well both wins against Power. He's had some good games. He has had some good games. Yeah, I know. But like again, lots of bad players have had good games. Given I agree. Like, I, that's that's my thing. Like it's like it's. I know you play well against the Storm, but it was a weakened Storm side. It's still, and I know he's young. I get it, but it's still twenty four games, full mm. full season of first grade. And, and there's about four or five dominant. where we've been like, yeah. yeah, this guy. And there's been games when it's like against quality opposition. You're like, dude, what? Are you, where are you? Like this week again, it was the, the, the Sharks game. Was gone. It was like, where are you, bro? And then the Sharks game was the, the worst example of that. It was so yeah, bad. So that's a real worry for mine when we get in the close games and going forward for the rest of this final series. Um, yeah. And it just doesn't like we've already seen with the troll, mate. He, he literally he can't do or every he can't do the goal kicking, the field goal kicking, every the, the playmate. He can't do it all. He can't. He's not in the mm. shape to do it anyway, even if he wanted to. So you need someone else maybe to step been, up. And, maybe they've been teaching Cam Murray how to kick. Yeah, who knows? But yeah, obviously Cam Murray's available would be massive, but it's um cracking game regardless, mate. Obviously, it's hard to know who'll win these in the best of times. Being a final, being the Roosters now missing Manu. Yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, hoping for your sake, obviously you win. I don't really yeah, like any right. Roosters fans, so there's like three, like yeah. you know, <laughs> and they've had enough. Um, but um, I, I, I just I do feel like the Roosters are going to win, though. How their mm-hmm. pack's been playing, like, and how they were playing to start of last week, they've been pretty ravenous. Yeah, um, I, I mean, there's no game. rhyme or reason to the World Cup. Sorry. Matt Lodge is going to make the World Cup team. That's <laughs> awful, isn't it? Uh, we're it, it, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pump them. Good, yeah. I like the confidence. Not even going to be going to pump them. Yeah, the old rope of dope last week. Last week was the the rope, and they are the dopes. So, no, there you go. Good. Well, I yeah. thought uh, Pete the Greek was pretty good last week. 
Yeah, he's not in the 23 this week. Did he get hurt? I don't know, but I thought he was pretty handy. You know, he did a good, good job chasing that kick. He's one of those guys that he's obviously, they think, same as the future, but uh, it's like he's going to be waiting a while. Well, that... Cook's the wrong side of 30, so not going to be waiting that much. Yeah, longer, but the, I mean, maybe he ends up being on the bench in a year. Matt, he could, Pete, yeah, or a year he up, could be the, well, he probably gets that Cody Nicarima spot, right? Yeah, I doubt you stay, he, he extended as well. I doubt, you know, I know young kids generally patient and then eventually they get like, actually, I want to mm-hmm. go play, but I doubt you re-sign there if there's no insurances of like, you're going to at least get bench football at some point, but they're obviously yeah. trying to keep Cook around as well. Yeah, yeah, he well, looked, looked kind of handy. And uh, I don't know if he's going to be great or not, but we've said this many times before, there's, there's like mm-hmm. two clubs who produce hookers, you're one of them. So yeah, it's, true. it's like you and the Storm. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I just assume he's going to be good. Has anyone played for both? Is anyone hooker for both South and the Storm? I don't know, but he would be the best hooker in the competition. It's true. Whoever, whoever that happened to. Did Billy Britton so. ever play for the Storm? Was he ever in their system? I don't know. <laughs> well, he's I one of the very few that didn't, didn't, didn't kick on Billy Britton, <laughs> isn't he? That's it's sad. Maybe it's too much of a good thing if you go to both clubs. Maybe. I might have just made that up completely. No, That's you have, looked it up. You, you might have made that up. I mean, he didn't okay. kick on, but they've just you guys have a knack with, with your hookers and so do uh, yeah. the roost, the Storm. But... Shout, yeah, shout out to all my Bo Falloon fans out fans out there. Bo Falloon, there you go. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, you want to talk about anything else? Um, NLW, we should talk about. Yeah, I thought we were gonna do that tomorrow, but yeah, we can do it now. It's fine. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, the I, I mean, I got there early. Watched this game. The Roosters are really good. Thinking of the comp again, it's very annoying. Yeah, I thought the the Knights were gonna challenge them, but uh, the Knights obviously lost Hannah Southwell first. But the the Roosters have kicked on to another level this year i don't like, like it like already good in the men's game why do they get to have everything like sam bremner's come back and Bullshit. playing her best footy potentially of her career do they still have that points thing in the nrlw what do you mean oh like the salary cap. i actually don't know because like <laughs> she'd be this is a great example of she'd be like worth no points yeah and she's really good yeah i didn't like that system anyway but yeah mm. um She's been a massive addition. We wouldn't know the quality player that um Isabel Kelly is, but they were just we we were there for this most of this game. They dominated the entire thing. Yep. They smashed them. Uh the Dragons. Like and- I thought the Knights would be the team that would push the, the, the Roosters. We'll find out this week a bit more. But yeah, the Dragons outside of Tony Gardo, like they really didn't seem to turn up. I know um having God, why have I forgot her name? No, she played Elsie Albert, sorry. What I'm saying, I mean, she played, but she didn't have a very good game with LCL. Um, and there was no one really stepping up in the middle. Mona Lisa, Soliola getting the first try at the new stadium's cool, cool, weird fact for people. Yeah. In the future. But after that, it was like Roosters running the whole game and 34, mate, they could have scored 50, you know? Dominant. Yeah. Um, Jamie Sad looks more like an Italian mafia guy every time I see him. He does. Yeah. Good for him. Uh, Brisbane are back. Uh, they got their win, and they, obviously we spoke about the team to make the finals, that there was going to be that fourth spot will be between the Broncos, Titans, and uh, why have I got the other team? Parramatta. But, yeah, Brisbane, I don't know if they were that fantastic, but individual players like Jamie Chapman, they finally landed on that she's a centre. They got there. was really good. Got a triple. And to Solka, I scored a great individual to try as the other centre. I didn't think she had that in her game a couple of years ago, but she looked really good. Shanae Sosolka did. Uh, the Titans obviously made some good recruits over the offseason, but it hasn't fixed a lot of things up, sadly. Uh, you know, they got Lauren Brown, who was the best goal kicker in the comp, and she didn't even do that. There you go. Brisbane's mm. goal kicking is terrible, though. It feels like everyone had a shot. Yeah. And they kicked one from five. That's that's good. Yeah, that's, it's good. Uh, Ali Briggs really needs to go back to playing in the forwards. She really does. Mm. Like, 
she wouldn't be in my Australia team as a half in the World Cup. I think she makes it anyway just because of who she is. But she really needs to go back to playing third hand. I think Taryn Aiken's really outplayed her this year, but she's just off the pace. Like actual speed is not there anymore. Yeah. And the Knights squeaked one out against against Para. Mm. The Knights, as we said, thought they'd be better than what they are, which is just the Knights thing, most Knights thing of all time, isn't it? But mm. uh, Nohanna Southwell is a big thing for them. And uh, yeah, I don't, I know she's putting up the same numbers, but I don't think Millie Boyle's having as strong of a season as she's had in the NRLW as, as the past. Well, she, while she's putting the numbers up, she hasn't blown as many games open. Uh, but I still think her and Caitlin Johnson's a great, uh, a great front row duo. And Tamika Upton has bounced back after a really poor season last year for Brisbane, carrying injuries. She, she's been quality as well, but they have uh, struggled to put teams away. And just with how short the comp is and how cutthroat the, the Roosters are, it looks like. You know, they've only got two or three weeks to figure that out before, you know. Yeah. Uh, how many more weeks are there? Two? Yeah, then they play the, the finals. Mm. Yeah, so it's what they got. They play, what, this week and next week, and right. then so it's into the fi- finals. Finals are almost already settled. Yeah, pretty much. Which like, kind of sucks. But Yeah. Well, next year you have a bigger comp, which is nice. But, yeah, the mm. the... Essentially, well, Broncos have to win one more and they're in. Mm. Pretty much. Yeah, because it's top, top four now, right? Yeah, that's it. So yeah. Eels and Titans are in crisis. Yeah, big time. Yeah. And the, the Eels have actually been a bit better than I thought they'd be. Obviously, they've lost all three games, but they, they're, they're being competitive. It's true. They're having a go. That's all you can ask. Yeah, um... I'm glad that the, the game's having their own time slots that they have now. I actually quite like that. Yeah. I know where they're sitting. So, um, this week it's a bit more freedom, but they still sit like Saturday at one and well, like one and three, and then Sunday at one. I actually liked the um, the you know what, what the Sunday Sunday, you know the cherry on top on end yeah. of the footy week, and I liked that last Sunday game, but that's gone now. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, but Big next Saturday week's is sorry. Yeah, Saturday. Uh, I, I I actually I liked I just like the ones that before the footy. The, well, I know it's before the men's and mail, but I like that one on Sunday being after the men's, and then Lex. Week, I think they have a Sunday 4 p.m. next week as well. That's that's good because, like, yeah, that is good. Uh, I Friday, Saturday, yeah. I say so I cannot believe South's playing on Sunday, by the way. It's unbelievable luck for me. Because, yeah, I was talking to Dean about it on Friday night. I was like, we're like one percent chance to be the Sunday game, right? And he was like, yeah, no way they'll do that. And I was it like, was yeah, no fucking hey. way. Very strange because obviously I've got a wedding on the Saturday, so I will be like. When I had a phone reception, and my plan was just turn my phone off and watch it on the way back to Sydney, which is awful for any game, much less a finals game. But thankfully, I don't have to do that now. Um, yeah, Sunday be weird. I got my grand final at eleven a.m., so I'm gonna try and no, depends, yeah, right? What your, your grand? Yeah, but if we win, if we win, right, I'm gonna have to go out with the boys and celebrate. So I'll be able to watch it at the club or whatever, but I won't be able to go to the game. And if we lose, I can go to the game, but I don't want to lose. So it's kind of a weird thing. I hope I'm not at the South game, basically. Oh, there you go. That's weird. Yeah, it is. It's um, yeah, it's a world we live in, Mitchell. Um, I'm going to stadium tonight though. That'll be good. You're going where? Matildas. Oh yeah, you are going there. Should we? Do we do you got stadium takes? We might as well mention. Oh, there. What, I mean, I thought it was really good. I mean, I saw some photos afterwards of like some blind spots and stuff, but it just felt like a bigger Bank West to me. Um, I could see pretty. I was in the upper deck. I could still see fine. Um, shitload of food and beer stuff. Like those. Videos of like lines were weird because like I got beers like a bunch of times and there was no lines like at multiple points in the night like just walked up 
And then there's those two big bars, like the two big central ones at like the halfway points at both ends of the stadium that are like actual bars. And there's like eight, nine people there serving. I don't know. I didn't, but someone found a view of like one, one beer line that was really long and that video went viral. Uh, and there's of course mm. there's restricted view seats. I don't know what to make of that. That's obviously poor planning, but I don't yeah, know. That, just that, that was, that wasn't great. I think a lot of people like, because we've obviously kept up on it, but a lot of people didn't realize that like, remember the initial plan when they announced mm. it was 60,000. Um, anyway, I think people realized it wasn't going to be bigger. So that disappointed some people that it's like actually smaller capacity than Allianz. Yeah. Um, overall, it was good, but I actually expected a little more, if you get me. You know, I don't know what expectations were. And I don't know, again, the money thing. I actually don't care about the money because I don't care where it, it's not my money. I don't care. The government spends money on lots of things that aren't for me all the time. This is something that yep. actually is kind of for me. Mm. But it's hard to look at Bank West and then go to this one and go, gee, this costs like five times as much as Bank West. How? But uh, there was some really awesome things, the food and beverages and everything, that massive improvement, but that hasn't really got anything to do with the stadium. The concession should be as good as they are there at every stadium. But they have got a lot of stuff from Justin Hemez's um, restaurant. Jimmy's, Jimmy's falafel, mate. Was, yeah, that's pumped. there. The chips are amazing. The you chips know, the are so chips. good. They are. And, like, you know, they've got, like, El Loco hot, Loco hot dogs. They've got, like, Mrs. G's dumplings. So a lot of, like, things people would have had outside of the yeah. stadium there. And they're pretty fair prices. That's mm. good. I, like, I don't normally a... drink at the stadium and I wouldn't have drunk yeah. on Friday if not for the fact that drinks were half price until 7 p.m. So, yeah, um, I think it has but... though, a bit of a noise issue. It's not that loud. Mm. It was loud when we were there, but it, it didn't like, honestly, it was loud, but I, I just, I'm not a sound engineer, but it didn't feel as loud as when you go to like Suncor, Bank West, mm. Amy Park, the G. We'll see you again. Tonight. I'm not a sound engineer, but yeah, maybe I have to go a few more times. And that's what would have yeah. fell flat for me. Like when we left at half time. And we walked, and I know I was like delirious and stuff. So it probably helped better if I'm going there without the flu and I can, you know, I'm not half passing out. Mm. Um, when we got to the to the light rail, on halfway on the walk there, the Roosters scored right, mm. and we didn't hear the stadium cheer. Oh, not great. That's that's weird. But is that not because all the noise is stuck inside? Because that's how it's designed. You still want to hear the noise, though, right? I know, like I don't know. It just again might be that as well. I also didn't like how pre-match had like nothing set up outside. Like there was, and it happened later, but like it didn't feel like there was a vibe outside the joint. So hopefully, I fit that up, fix that in the future. But yeah, we'll see. I, I just I went out there with like expectations of it being as good as Suncorp, and I know it's hard to to hit that bar, but Suncorp's been built for twenty years now, and I still don't think it, a rugby league stadium in the country has got close to it. Um, Bank West is really good. I like Bank West more than I like Allianz. Um, I agree, and so far, but I, I think yeah. I need to go there a few more times. Yeah, again, I have to go a few more times, but like I had more of a vibe when I've been to Bankwest the first few times. And there's one part of the Suncorp thing I know they can't fix the proximity, but I just like I think there's just something with the way it's like you know they call it the cauldron, but how it's below ground. Just something about that is a thing I don't think you can capture at other stadiums, you know, with the way they're built. Like this is built above ground. You know, you have to walk up a ramp to it, and the stadium itself doesn't feel like there's much of a drop. That you know, again, I could be talking garbage, but mm. the seats we had in the second level, much closer to the field than all the other ones. Disappointing to see that there's still obstructive views, though, because the plans that were published, they wasn't any obstructive views. Like the state, the lot, the yeah, the screen was above the seats in the plans they published, but it's yeah. in the seats. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, can you see with the curtain too? That's true. All right, uh, we're back tomorrow with question time and some other stuff. Um, before we go, a quick shout out to people in the top two tiers on our Patreon subscription service, and they are 
Bronco from birth, Chris Savnell, Dave, Rocky and Ruffy, Wayne Ritchie, Anthony Anger, Butsy, Cam Beswick, Chewbacca, Snuffleupagus, Dan Cullinan, Doc Hogg, and anonymous backer, Ed Burton, Frankie, Jace Felix, Farnworth, James K, Jason, Joel Wrigley, Joey Gooch, Josh Brandon, Kicks Outs out of the comp, Lachlan Hancock, Leon, Lifelong Dolphins fan, Luke Ferguson, Matty Jenkins, Matthew Duggan, Michael Murray, Mr. Beefy, Morgan Watkins, My Arms They Go, A Flip Flop, Flip Flop, Flip, Never Trendy, Party Keg, Pete Fulcher, Razor, Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Schneiderfield Score, Seymour Butts, Shunter, Simo, Stephen Hickey, Stone Gossard, Ty, TB, The Black Vegetable, The Not So Mature Age Student, The Titans Are Cunts and I Hate Them, Thor Laycock, uh, Tom Hardy. Um, thank you so much for your support to everyone in the lower tiers and average listens. Thank you as well. All right. Uh, say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. And it's goodbye from me. <laughs>